Welcome back, everybody. My name is Steve Reagan. I'm joined by Liv Rowley from Flashpoint. We're going to talk about the Spanish underground. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Salted Hash. As I said, my name is Steve Reagan, senior staff writer at CSO Online. I'm joined by Liv Rowley, a uh, analyst from Flashpoint. And I am filming, and I've been out here at RSA all week long, and one of the things you hear when you walk around the show floor is people talking about the dark net, the dark web, mm -hmm. the, the frightening hidden place that everybody knows about but knows absolutely nothing about. <laughs> and... It's, it's really easy to make fun of the hype and the spin that goes into that. But at the same time, it's, it's one of those things to where it's a real credible threat. It's something you do need to be aware of. But your research has taken you down some interesting paths. Now, as I understand it, you've been watching the Spanish underground. Correct, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. So the Spanish underground, to me, is really unique because... Everyone, everyone loves talking about the Russian cyber criminals and Chinese cyber crime, but Spanish cyber crime is, to me, very distinct. Uh, and even when people talk about Latin American cyber crime, they tend to talk about Brazilian, and Brazilians speak Portuguese. So this is a completely distinct uh, cyber criminal community, a distinct linguistic community that's often overlooked. Um, so what I think is really cool about it, and um, this is what my presentation on Friday is going to be about, uh, it's a very, it's an incredibly unstable underground, right? Forums go up, they go down, they, they lose user information, like it's very unstable, it's very unpredictable, but it's highly persistent. So even though you may have like the top forum go offline and nobody really knows why, uh, there are other forums that people can move to and keep talking. So that darknet cyber criminal activity is, yeah, it's persistent, it can keep, it can keep happening, so. So then, compare and contrast here, um, when you look at the, the Eastern European forums and, mm -hmm. and some of the haunts. It's mostly straight malware development, mm -hmm. uh, buy, sell, trade, stolen creds. You've got phishing kits, other dev exploit kits. How does the Spanish market differ? So the Spanish market is significantly less sophisticated uh, technically, and it tends to rely more on the social engineering, so more on deceiving victims. Uh, so uh, you mentioned phishing kits. We don't really see phishing kits often on the Spanish underground, but we'll see lots of phishing pages, right? Like that's that's more where they are. Uh, so we see a lot of that online carding. Uh, so using compromised credit cards to buy goods online. Uh, there's a ton of online carding that we so see. So they're hitting the side hustle here. That's that's where they're going with this. Oh like, yeah, really yeah, easy street level. Side that's exactly stuff. it. Yeah, and um, I I think that's interesting because you yeah. don't really need to be sophisticated to make money in in you know Latin America especially the Spanish speaking parts because there's such low security awareness a lot of times so people uh, they don't know how to protect themselves so they very uh, can easily become victims of crime and fraud and yeah if your victim base can easily fall for having their their credit card information stolen why why would you do like the academic pursuit of learning to, to yeah. write malware, right? So what are some of the, the, the standout scams, like the really common ones that you're seeing that are, are highly effective for them, like they keep going back to them? So one thing we see a lot of, uh, I was mentioning the online carding, uh, we, we see a ton of that, and they actually call it compras, which is just like uh, purchases in Spanish is what it translates to, but it, it has the, uh, the implication is that they're carded. 
But it's interesting because what people will do, people who are experienced in carting goods online, is they will actually offer their services to other people. So they'll say like, hey, I can get you anything from this site. Come to me, I will buy it for you with a compromised card and you just pay me 30% of what it actually costs. So we, we see a good amount of, of people offering those services targeting different uh, stores either within Latin America or some US-based stores or European-based stores. So. That's, that's very interesting. So when, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm stuck on this whole, you've got the middleman. I mean, the middleman thing was what you saw in the Eastern European forums like year, years ago when yeah. it started. Mm -hmm. like, There's a lag, came, yeah. yeah it's, it's how they, they came up and now it's, it's like, so are there any, any um, like limits or any kind of drawbacks? Like are there things that you won't see them touch when you're investigating these forums? Are there crimes they just won't go near? Or is anything game if it's a good hustle? So I, I guess the answer would be anything would be game. Uh, there's not the kind of like code of conduct that the, the Russian cyber, or Russian speaking cyber criminals may have about like not targeting others. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't, there's not that, but again, there's not really uh, a drive to become more sophisticated. And actually, one thing that we have seen is when we do identify some more uh, technically advanced actors in the Spanish language space, they often will move on into either English language communities or Russian language communities because they're not finding a market for what they're trying to sell. People just aren't willing. To, to invest paying you know, hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars to buy a loader or malware or something because they don't need it's to make the yeah, investment. Yeah, so those people often move into other spaces to try to make the sale there. How often do you see that where a sophisticated actor will show up and try yeah. to pedal but then has to move on? We don't see that terribly often, uh, but we have identified like a couple cases of, of that happening. Have you noticed any kind of trends in like reports of crimes in a given area of the country versus what you're seeing on the forums, so like carding or, you know, like lost um, uh, gift cards at a store, mm -hmm. like a, a rash of gift card thefts or something like that translated into a spike on the forum? Yeah. So one thing that I've seen that, that I think is really cool, um, we saw some media reporting coming out of, uh, I believe it was Nicaragua, about fake call centers. I had never heard of this before. They're literally just, a, it's a call center, it is staffed by people, it has equipment, and it is just designed for fraud. Everyone there is just calling up people being like, hey, like you won the lottery, Like, give me some information. And yeah, so we were seeing that um, coming out in some of the media reporting, and I was like, okay, this is super weird. Let me, let me see what I can find. And we were actually able to identify a couple people saying like, like I run a call center, I get compromised cards this way. Um, so that was cool, and then also finding like some more of the the side stuff that would support a fraudulent call center. So like people selling like list of, of uh, phone numbers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you, you, it's a solid hustle. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a straight solid hustle. So, what advice do you have for anyone who's really concerned about those types of frauds? Is there anything people can do to? kind of limit their exposure to that? Or is it because they're so basic hustles? Yeah. I think having an awareness is like the biggest thing, honestly. Because I think a lot of people don't, uh, they're not really thinking about Latin American cybercrime. So if you think at all that like 
your company, your partners, your subsidiaries, your clients, your employees, like might be interacting with this space, like start thinking creatively, like, okay, like we do have a subsidiary in Mexico. Like, let's see, like, what's their security actually look like? Like, how are they dealing with this? Or like, okay, we have like a whole team based in Argentina. Like what type of, uh, you know, phishing links might they be clicking on? Like, how should we be addressing these problems? So I would honestly just like argue awareness and then moving from there when you identify like what your exposure is to that space, working with that. So if anybody wanted to keep up on your work or your research, mm -hmm. where can we find you? So my research is in a couple different places, but most of it you will find on the Flashpoint blog. All right, that's good enough. Thanks again for joining us. Once again, this has been Salted Hash and I'm your host, Steve Reagan. I'm out here filming all week long, so we'll see you next time. Cool.